Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Porpoise Pod with your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solano. Porpoise Pod swimming on here on the podcast. I think I had a swing up going into the break, which would make a salmon, which is stupid. <laughs> Porpoise can just they, they just they just swim along. They don't they don't swim up, they don't swim down. There's they're just in the ocean, you know. Dude, they just whatever. swim. Yeah. They just swim, they just do their thing. But a couple things, okay. So a couple things annoyed me this week. I don't know if you heard any of this content, but the Boston media, they're taking pot shots at Mike McDaniel left and right. Of course. It's nonstop. So like I'm watching. People send me, and I get, I, I, I have like, I'm like Game of Thrones, dude. I got like little birdies everywhere. So Dolphin fans are sending me slander left and right, nonstop. Like you hear what these guys said over here. You hear what these guys said over here. And so, first, it was these jokers on NBC Boston Sports. Uh, I, I think it was Phil Perry. I think was one of the guys' names, and Tom Curran. I know Tom Curran. I've heard of him. I don't know the other guy, but they were both upset because. Uh, particularly Mr. Perry, he was upset because he thinks Mike McDaniel tells too many jokey jokes. He's done with the jokes. He's like, <laughs> I don't like it. Not every not every press conference has to be night at the improv, which I would think like if, if I was covering the Patriots for a substantial amount of my career, I don't know how long he's been covering the Pats, but I feel like you would see it as like a breath of fresh air. Oh, a guy with personality. So great. Bill Belichick, he's not just here saying, uh, football, you know, football is football, and football, and to a good football team. And this guy was like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't like it. You know, why are you telling the jokes, Mike McDaniel? This guy's stuck in the uh, – have you seen Get Out where they're, he's like falling backwards the whole time? Yes. Yes. Yeah, this guy's stuck in that abyss where if it's not sounding like a Bill Belichick – you know, we're going to talk like this. And uh, he, he doesn't want any of it. I mean, he doesn't know fun. He hasn't experienced fun in 20, de- in 20 years. And he, he, he wants no part of it. And that's fine. Let us, let us have the fun down here then. That's fine. You, you keep celebrating your Mac Jones and your boring press conferences. And we'll have fun down here with Tyreek Hill doing flips during training camp, hyping up the crowd as the MC, and Mike McDaniel rocking Yeezys to all his press conferences. Do you think that people would like give Mac Jones the benefit of the doubt if he wasn't on the Patriots? Like, because he is the quintessential system quarterback, right? Right. And that's kind of what the Patriots are. They're a system. You know, that now the system, just newsflash everybody was Tom Brady, but they they are looked <laughs> upon as the Patriots' way and the system. And so, like, that's why people don't, I guess, critique him the same way as other quarterbacks. Or, or dissect him the other way. Because it is true. It was interesting because Mike McDaniel mentions, like, a lot of times people thought that he was going to be the guy that San Francisco was going to take. And people thought they were crazy that they were going to take him third overall. Remember there was that infamous video of him hitting the roof in Alabama and Bill Belichick yeah. was just shaking his head? It was like uh, like Lee Trevino and, and Happy Gilmore. I don't, even know <laughs> I don't even know if that's like a timely reference anymore. It's 1997. That, the it, point it, is, if you, don't, if you don't know Happy Gilmore, then I don't know if this pod's for you. I'm it probably sorry. isn't. It probably isn't. <laughs> but 
I don't know. Like I, I don't know what it is with the the Patriot fans loving boring. That's just what they love. They they're just sitting here and they love their boring lifestyle and and they love their boring ways. And anytime there's anything exciting, they're like, Ugh, get rid of Gronk. Ooh, too fun. Uh, Randy Moss. No, 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 get, no. Get out of here, Randy Moss. And you know they may have they may laugh at you and say, well, what about what about our six Super Bowls? All right, good for you. But they're t- now they're in Tampa Bay, you know, so I don't know what to tell you. He, he took a hike and he showed you that it was all him anyway. And now you're stuck with Mac Jones. So good for, good for you. <laughs> so good for you, dude. Good for you. And sorry that Mike, uh, Mike McDaniel's telling too many jokey jokes. But I did find it interesting. Like, uh, I saw Skip Bayless. They said that he's a ball boy. He called him ball boy this week. And uh, <laughs> who the hell else was it? It was uh, – oh, it was somebody on WEI. I don't know what their crew's name. I know it's Greg Hill's the main host, but – it wasn't Greg Hill. It was somebody on his show. I think it was Candice. Why, w- why, is, why is Skip Bayless calling Mike McDaniel ball boy, though? Dude, like, he just, like, threw it away, like, randomly. He goes, yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, and they're, you know, you know Shannon, their their coach is a ball boy. I was like, what, what is that? <laughs> what? Is that a no What happened there? Pot shots, dude. He's just taking pot shots. And it made me wonder, like, is Mike McDaniel, like, we love him down here. I've never seen a coach have this kind of approval rating before – he's done anything it's very crazy like people just seem to really dig the guy like his spirit like his ways now don't lose like win football games but right it makes me wonder like are the buzzards gonna circle on him is he like ripe for if this does get off to some dicey start because it is a tough you know schedule to start the season are people going to chew up the whole mike mcdaniel persona look all that type of stuff yeah, I and we we I think we talked about it in one of the first episodes where, you know, Tyreek's happy right now and he's the outspoken leader of the team. Um, but if things go south in those first four games, right? You beat the Patriots, but then you you kind of get handled by the Ravens, by the Bengals, and by the Bills. You know, I don't know if Tyreek's going to be so enthusiastic about Tua anymore. I don't know if he's going to be so enthusiastic about Mike McDaniel and and Tobin. Look, man, like he came in here. After that, that Twitter video that went viral, Dolphins fans were hyped for that guy. And he's delivered, by the way. Like, he has made his role as entertaining as possible, yeah. but still maintain, you know, some sort of professionalism. And it appears like he has the team, if, if we're taking into account the preseason, it appears he has the team, you know, on the right track. I think it's fair to say that as he, of now. He, are you talking about McDaniel? Right, McDaniel. Yeah. But... I, because Tyreek Hill's but, done that to a degree too. Like I think he's yeah. like he's he's put a lot of empowerment into Tyreek Hill and saying like, look, people really respect you here, especially Jalen Waddle. Like, you can be a guy who people really look to as the leader on this team. And I do think that Tyreek Hill has probably appreciated that something and will buy a little bit something with uh, your star player and your head coach having that kind of a relationship. But the second things don't go your way, I mean, you know, the criticism is going to come, which is why I, I have been interested in how these press conferences will sound to the fans if you're two and six. I don't expect them to go two and six, but you just never know. You know what I mean? Like, you never know. Are people going to love Tyreek Hill, you know, propping up Tua? If Tua doesn't take that next step, he is going to be absolutely laughed at by every single major outlet in this country because that headline went mega viral. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill thinks Tua is more accurate than Patty Mahomes. Right. And, 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 you know, we loved it down here. We ate it up. But, like, people will take advantage of those quotes if things don't go their way. And they're going to make sure that 
you know, the Dolphins kind of get laughed at. So I am, I'm a little worried about it, to be honest. There's an uncommon amount of pressure on a first-year head coach. There is. Because he, I think by a lot of people, even objective people, I think have said, like, this is a pretty talented roster. I, even, you know, that rat bastard Chris Sims, who I can't stand, he's like, Dolphins are more talented than the Patriots. Dolphins have a lot of talent. I think we all see it. We know how good the defense is. We talked about that at the start of the show today. And I think we all acknowledge that this is a team that has really good weapons. We kind of thought that was going to be the case last year, but Will Fuller stole $10 million. Demonte Parker's never healthy. And it really just wasn't the case. It never came to fruition. And the offensive line was a disaster. So I guess there's a case that the offensive line could still be a disaster, but I don't think that that has been the read so far in camp. Now it is camp. But I think that people feel like it's going to be functional enough that Tua can make things happen. And especially with the way in this offense, you can scheme time and space and all that stuff for your quarterback. So, look, I think people are always going to take pot shots at him. Uh, you know, idiot, you know, chowder heads up north will be up there and they'll be like, ah, but he's not intimidating. It's like, dude, Bill Belichick has moves. Did you see him with the UFC belt? Like, what are we talking about here? You know, you look, you can look any way you want when you have six Super Bowl rings, but like, let's not act like he's, uh, he's Dan Campbell out there and Mr. Intimidating. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, but I, I think that he's definitely got a fair amount of pressure for a first year head coach. But look, nobody's got more pressure than the quarterback. I think, if anything, yes, my, unless he has like a Cam Cameron, like we're talking unprecedented type of awful. I don't think that, I, I, unless there's catastrophic injury around this team, I can't fathom that being the case can't be it can't, can't be. be it can't it be. can't be but ultimately this is the guy the fall guy this year is going to be Tua, like by far if if For the sure. if the team isn't good everyone's going to say well what are we going to do a quarterback next year whether that's going and getting lamar jackson whether that's going and drafting tyler van dyke who knows what the hell the next move is but mcdaniel does have the built-in place to go if things don't go right but i do think that that doesn't alleviate the idea of hey most first year head coaches come into a situation that really really sucks right and that's not the case for him he's got a pretty pretty good gig here that some things seem to foul the firing of brian flores i think we all can acknowledge was very weird because he did not get fired from a bad football team and for the most part i think Brian Flores did a lot of things well. He did some things that he was very, very poor at, too. But I don't think that the reasons he got fired were necessarily all to do with his record. I think there was a lot of you know stuff on the outskirts, whether it was with quarterbacks they were trying to go get, or who knows. But that all kind of lines up for Mike McDaniel not having to take over a Detroit Lions or a Jacksonville Jaguars off the top. He gets to have a pretty talented football team that people really do think i think can compete get into the playoffs and who knows maybe do some things but i'm excited man i'm excited for week one and and tobin it's it's rightfully so that him and tua have pressure on them and like you and i are, are both big mccoachin fans and i think we're both high on tua i think we want to see him succeed i think we we feel like he's the right guy for the job but there's still left for him to show us right when you're I, yeah I, and I think, and that's a good job, but I think part of it also with Tua, I just really like the guy. I don't know what it yeah. is. I just think that people have been taking cheap shots at him at, a, at an alarming rate since he's come into the league, and he has handled it publicly like 
such a professional and acted like such a grown-up when all the grown-ups who were supposed to talk either didn't talk or were hiding behind cliches. And I just felt like he handled that with such grace. It's impossible for not to not root for the guy and yeah. have a lot of stock into him. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're right, man. Like some of some of the coverage has been unfair. We know it's so polarizing by now in, in Dolphins fandom. But when you're two straight seasons, one victory shy of making the playoffs, it was that game in Buffalo that you got blown out to at a poor game. Yep. And then it was last year in Tennessee. Same thing. You get blown out 34 to three. You were in the game, even being down double digits in the fourth and Tua, the ball slipping out of his hand. He makes like one good play the entire four, uh, four quarters. He was like, it was, it was a disaster. It really yeah. was. And no, it was, what, it was, there's, there, there's no mince in it. When you're, when you're that close, it's one, one game gets you into the playoffs, two straight seasons. And everybody's biggest criticism of the dolphins other than Tua was what they need to fix the offensive line. They need a running game. They need to better their offense all around. You right. go get your your offensive minded head coach. You get these two veteran running backs who he feels he can maximize coming from the system he's implementing here. And you go out and you get arguably the most talented wide receiver in the NFL. Like the pressure should be on. You know, this isn't like you said, this isn't the Lions. This isn't the Bengals from a couple years ago after they got Burrow and, you know, you gave them two years to figure it out. No, no, no. This team is poised for a playoff run. The quarterback has to get better, and it's Mike McDaniel's job to get him to play better, put him in the right position. So I'm cool with, you know, the pressure being on McDaniel and Tua because let's be real, this team should be a playoff team. They're talented. They have enough weapons on both sides of the ball. They should be a playoff team. And by not getting there, it, 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 it's going to be a lack of either A, your quarterback doesn't play good enough, or B, your rookie head coach was in over his head. Those, those are probably the two scenarios, other than injury. I mean, if you know somebody yeah. goes down, somebody goes down. But barring injury, those are, your, in my opinion, those are the two scenarios. And yeah, two neither biggest of those, question marks, for sure. Right, right. And, and, and neither of those are unfair, by the way. They really aren't. Because as much as you and I like Tua, like we, ha- we have to admit, like he, he, he has to get to another level for us to say, that's our franchise guy. No doubt, because you make to- a good point. Like the best thing that Tua really has going for him is his career record. And that he has he has been more successful when the team has been more successful with him on the field when they have they had a better record right. with him on the field. But you make a point. He's had two opportunities to get them in the plus. And that was a huge criticism of Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill had so many opportunities to take this team to the playoffs and you know just had dud after dud after dud and letting the team down when it really mattered. And so yeah, I do think that that is that that's gonna be a, a big thing for him this year. I can't wait to like this. And you know what? It's going to feel like every game is huge stakes, which I'm excited yeah. about. It, it's, yeah. it's, I, I honestly can't wait for Sunday. 